Hello, and welcome to the Tarot to Go radio podcast. I'm Anastasia Hazler, the Executive Director. With me here tonight... Rose Red, hello. And Andrew, hello. And our fabulous, fabulous special guest, the one and only James Wanless, PhD. Yay! Yay! <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> you know what PhD means, don't you? Um, well, why don't you tell us your definition? Powerful head damage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different one than I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that's good. And, and Why do you think I don't have any hair? Oh, okay, okay, I see. That, 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 yeah, okay, that works. Uh, so, yeah, all those years of college education, and that's what you end up with, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's, it's I, I used to work the Renaissance fairs, and one of the um, actors who would try to attract a crowd for his stage show um, would stand on a hay bale saying different humorous things. One of the things he'd always come up with is, come see the damage a liberal arts education can do. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. And then when you go to graduate school, like I have a PhD, oh, yeah. oh man, your, your hair cannot keep up with your brain. <laughs> okay, this, this explains it. I always wondered why like all the grad school TAs were hairless and just thought it was the stress. But no, the growing brain I'm, just... I'm not reading so many books anymore. <laughs> Great. So we're really pleased that you could join us tonight. We're very happy and very honored to have you with us. And well, thank you. It's always a pleasure. And I just picked a card for being on the show with you guys. And? What'd you get? It's Devil's Play. Ooh, perfect. Perfect. Well, it's, it's for those of you listening at home, um, this is the night before Halloween. It's Halloween Eve. So I think that's a perfect choice. Oh, it is. Oh, absolutely. Synchronicity rules. <laughs> There, there are no coincidences. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so what we'd like to do is just catch up with you. It's been a while since we've been able to have you as a guest because you're traveling all the time, which is fabulous and exciting for you. Um, in fact, you just got back from Austin, I believe. Yeah, and before that, I was in Santa Barbara and doing readings down there mm-hmm. in Santa Barbara. Wow, readings are not easy these days because I would say most of my clients were... Uh, trying to sell a house and mm-hmm. having money problems. Mm-hmm. Those are not easy consultations at all. No, no. no. We recently did the Castro Street Fair, uh-huh. and um, pretty much all the questions were either about finances and work or about um, Proposition 8, which in California um, oh. is the anti-gay marriage yeah. proposition, which um, being the Castro, of course, everybody's anti-Prop 8. <laughs> and But you know, people were really expressing a lot of very valid and very well-thought-out concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it was, it was really, you know, because usually it's kind of a fun, light, and lively right. event, but this year it was there was a lot of intensity to it. Well, I, and I think a lot of people also want to know their house is up for sale, and of course the market is hardly favorable here. Oh, God, yeah. And I hate it when kind of people ask me the when question. Mm -hmm. Like, when will it sell? Right. Uh, What do you guys do about that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Joseph Martin has this fabulously complex time calculation system, um, which I'm not smart enough to understand. Um, you know, I, I bet if I sat down with it and really worked with it, I could. You know, he's he's fabulous at it. He can just do it on the fly in his head. You know, and I remember it was at, at the World Tarot Day mm-hmm. that you sponsored last year. He presented that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I was a little bit over my head, I think. Yeah, well, it's it's you know, <laughs> I understand intellectually, but actually to apply it, no idea. Um, you know, the, the, it's it's so hard because like you know, when you start straying into prediction land. Yep. And I always tell my clients, I can't predict the future. 
you know, I can predict certain things. The sun will probably rise tomorrow. That's about as you know, far as well, I, I, know. I, and, I care to go. And I usually say, well, for entertainment purposes only, mm -hmm. we'll mm -hmm. pick a card yeah. and see. Yeah, you know. and and you know some people allot the 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 four minor suits to the four seasons of the year, and yep. they have their own correspondences, yep. and you know it's it's cups or winter, or cups or fall, or whatever works right. for your personal system. I haven't really found a good way to incorporate time. Sometimes I'll just get this intuitive you know yeah. feeling about something. I go, well, you know, it's it's or particularly it's like you know it's a card that has Scorpio, and it. it's like well maybe October November. Yeah. Um, but yeah. otherwise, you know, prediction is is um, is is this whole other. Well, you know, there's Level. another way that I do it because, as you know, I'm pretty action-oriented with kind of proactive tarot. Absolutely. Like, do something mm -hmm. <laughs> to make the reading come true in a way. So I say, okay, this could happen when you oh. do whatever and fill in the blank with the card they get and the action associated with it. So oh. you're more saying here's a trigger to look yes. out for or a, yes. know, a sign. Or, or to make the trigger, I mean, to pull mm -hmm. the trigger. I mean, yeah. by doing this, this, and that, mm -hmm. like maybe three cards. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. But again, there are no guarantees. Right. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's um, yeah, because people say, well, you know, tell me when this is going to happen or tell me what's going to happen. Right. It's like, you know, if, if I could predict the future, I'd go buy oh. a lottery ticket, right? Oh, <laughs> you know? oh absolutely. You know, no. would I be sitting here at a street fair reading tarot? <laughs> Yeah, none of this future stuff's fixed in stone, and, and let alone we're working with paper here with cards. Yeah, it's, it's talk about, you know, highly impermanent medium. Yeah, and I always, uh, I always see the tarot as information. Mm -hmm. That's what readings are, is information, information, information. Mm -hmm. But with that kind of information, we, better, we make better choices, mm -hmm. there's no doubt. Mm -hmm. It's just a super insight kind of tool. Right. Yeah, um, which I'm going to use that opportunity to segue nicely into a couple of things here. Um, first of all, your fabulous deck, the Voyager Tarot, um, which is unlike any other deck out there. Um, and I've been working with it for a long time. <laughs> well, you know, it's been out 22 years. Has it really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm not good at math. <laughs> well, yeah, what's, what's interesting, the way I see uh, life moving is in cycles of 22 years mm -hmm. through the major arcana, through the archetypes. Mm -hmm. And so Voyager Tarot is 22 years old. Wow. Which means it's back to the fool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a good time to like take, a new, take it a new direction. Uh, and a new beginning. Mm -hmm. An absolutely great rebirth time. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting that the publisher of Voyager came out with a new edition of the deck. I mean, the cards are the same, but they're smaller cards. Yes. Yes, they did. I saw that. Yes. And that, that's very exciting for those of us who have smaller hands. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I love the big cards, I love the pictures, but just occasionally when I'm shuffling and things will go flying, it's like, whoops. <laughs> um, oh, I think they're really, really nice. Mm -hmm. Plus, the, the Voyager deck with the smaller cards is cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hadn't noticed that part. I was just like, oh, it's Voyager, I need to buy it. <laughs> well, it, you know, price makes a big difference because this edition that they did of Voyager sold out in like three or four months. Wow. And usually it takes so uh, maybe eight, ten, maybe a year almost mm -hmm. for uh, an edition. Mm -hmm. so there you go. Wow, that's great. Well, clearly there, there was, uh, it was the right thing at the right time. 
because um, you know, you know, some of my clients will just take the cards instead of shuffling them in a traditional way. They just kind of make a big smushy pile on the table and mush them around a little bit and then pull the cards. So yeah. like, oh, I can't shuffle those. Like, yes, you can. If I can do it, my hands are smaller than yours. But well, I, I love that idea though, putting them out on the table and swishing them around. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, rock to this kind of soup, this cauldron yeah. possibility with these cards and kind of creating a little chaos mm -hmm. with the cards and see what comes out of that. I yeah. love that process. Now, I had yeah. a young man at a reading who did that. He just spread the cards all over the table, and his excuse was, well, I just really want to touch every one of them. Oh, and I really yeah. want to I want to feel every one of them before I doing the reading. That. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you got to love that. that. Boy, uh, we've yeah. seen them all, how people pick cards. I've seen people smell them. Yeah, yeah, I had somebody smell my deck, and I thought, okay, if that's how they process information, mm. sure. I mean, you know, I'm like, they smell like ink. They smell like, you know, I keep lavender and some, you know, little lavender sachets in some of my bags, and I'm like, okay, they smell like lavender and ink, but, you know, whatever. People process information how they process it. Yeah, maybe they were part synesthesiast. Yeah, could be. Oh, exactly. This cross thing where they might see something and get a smell out of it, or, mm -hmm. or yeah, they are that synesthesia. Synesthesia. Synesthesia, yeah. thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, yes, I was an English major, thank you. The cross use of senses, so somebody can hear a, a music tone or something and get a smell or a picture out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Pamela Coleman-Smith, that was how she did her art. She, she, she was a synesthesiast. Really? Yes, and she would listen to music and get visuals, and she would see things and get smells, and she would smell things and get pictures. And, um, huh. and so, you know, that, that's the theory, one of the reasons that her art was so different and creative is because she just didn't experience the world the way most people do. Wow. Yeah. Well, when, we made, uh, when I made Voyager with Ken Knudsen, the hands-on artist, I mean, we always had music on, mm -hmm. but it wasn't Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that can be good, but, you know, sometimes you need something kind of, you know, yeah. livelier. I think, of course, this is in the early 80s. I think we were pretty good old rock and roll kind of guys. <laughs> Zeppelin, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, um, well, you know, sometimes you just got it. It's different, different music creates different mood, moods, different mental states. And, um, you know, you, you don't want to listen to something calm when you need to be up and bouncy because you're doing the housework or tackling something, you know, I'm cleaning out the attic, I'm not going to listen to something soothing, I'm going to listen to something that gets me moving. Yeah, I actually had a, a client of mine made some music for Voyager and did a nice little tape, this is pre-CD mm -hmm. days, you know, and did a wonderful piano Ooh. Uh, thing, and, and I actually have some of these, and they're still available even. Oh, wow, <laughs> I, I had no idea. There's well, a Voyager on my website. So. Oh, okay, there's a Voyager thing I don't own, how did that happen? Voyager music. <laughs> well, well, well. But it's very, very meditative. Uh -huh. It's, uh, but it's lovely for doing it with cards with yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the primary reason for them. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I'll have to check this out then. Mm -hmm. ne next time we, we, we cross paths with wherever yes. in the world we are. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a voyage or something, and I don't own it. How could that happen? <laughs> How could this be? Uh. <laughs> well, you know, over the years, when you have a, a product, you always spin out different products. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the best things uh, we ever did was a set of Voyager sweatshirts. Ooh. Oh, they were really great. They all had, like, rhinestones built in, you know. Oh, man. How did Stars and all of that. Oh, how fabulous. Yeah, but they sold out really, really fast. And, 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 and selling products and all that stuff is, oh, man, it's really not my thing, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah, well, that's why you have a website. 
Yeah, well, yeah. I, I've got to find the... This was years and years ago. Uh-huh. We have history. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> history. Ancient. <laughs> so, speaking of related products, um, you have a DVD out. Yeah, how about that, Anastasia? Yeah. Called, I... <laughs> uh, 21st Century Tarot. Yes, with James and... Wanless, Ph.D. And there's this woman who's interviewing me <laughs> on here, and what's her name? Um, um, who is she? I don't know, some, uh, some, some Anna, babe. Anna, Anna, Anastasia. Yeah, why, that would be me. <laughs> um, no, it's, 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 it's um, the night we did the interview part, that was one of the f most fun nights of my life. Mm. And I had just... Yeah, that was at a, that great bookstore in San Francisco called Fields. Right. Which is pretty classic. I mean, it was like this big, you know, vault of wisdom with all the books around. Mm -hmm. But I, I just loved what we talked about. That's what's really interesting about it. Yeah. Project. Well, it was also great just to, like, sit down and be able to monopolize your time for a couple of hours and just ask you all these questions and, <laughs> and just, you know, let you go and share your wisdom and your knowledge and your opinion and your experience. It's like, this is cool. I'm going to have to do this more often. So I mm -hmm. have to, like, find more time to do this again. Because, uh, yeah. you know, I learned a huge amount just sitting there listening to you, so. Oh, um, good. And, yeah, uh, because, because it's all about 21st century tarot. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of an interesting concept in and of itself. I mean, what makes the tarot, uh, what can it be, how can it be a 21st century thing? That's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. And one we discuss for almost an hour. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, people, it's a 21st century tarot is really not the old world classic, predictive, classic fortune telling. I don't believe it's that anymore. It's kind of more of what we see as a spiritual psychology. I mean, all the cards representing ourselves and different aspects of ourselves. So it's more of a, an insight uh, process and tool into who we really, really are. Mm -hmm. You know, and that it makes it such a rich process for somebody who wants to discover who they are and really be all of themselves and, and not just, you know, we all have a social role in Anastasia. I'm this and you're that. and That's all nice. But the tarot says, that, and you're the magician and the priestess and the fool mm -hmm. and the lover and the hermit, you know, all these different qualities. Mm -hmm. So it makes for a much richer, richer life. Yeah, well, I think one of the great things about it, um, particularly with the majors, because, um, well, in, in your deck, all the images are so vivid because of the collage art, mm -hmm. um, but that it really hits people on such a subconscious level, and they come out with things that, you know, when the client's sitting here saying something, all of a sudden they get that look on their face like, wow, I don't believe I just said that. Where, where did that idea come from? Where did that memory come from? And it's like, oh, well, because I noticed, you know, there's this little bird, and I used to watch a bird like that out of my window. Or, you know, oh, look, there's a chrysanthemum, and my grandmother grew chrysanthemums in her yard. <laughs> and, you know, it really takes them to this other part of themselves that they either haven't been in touch with for years or they've never been in touch with. Yeah. You know, and they get, and then suddenly they kind of light up, and they leave your table a different person. It's like, that's why I do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the power of the picture. Mm -hmm. We can never underestimate that. And, and, and one of the things about the Voyager deck, and, and this was intentional, was with collage art medium, which is, you know, pre-Photoshop here. I mean, this, is all, <laughs> this is all ancient art. This is cut and paste, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Is that it's, it's very much like a dream 
mm-hmm. montage. I mean, you look at the Voyager cars, like, wow, look at that. And, oh, that's connected to this, and what's that? And, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's this disorientation, but at the same time, there's this sense of familiarity. So mm-hmm. they're not completely ungrounded, but it's like, oh, there's this whole different perspective, this whole different thing going on. Yeah, and, and I wanted to make it so rich with possibilities through the picture symbols that anybody could find anything. I mean, you know, a lot of people look at Voyage and they go, oh, man, this is for advanced people, <laughs> you know? And I really made it to be for intuitive people, people mm-hmm. who want to really exercise their creative mm-hmm. intuition. And by that, I mean, just look at the card, pick an image out of the, one of the cards, and what does it tell you? Right. That's the key to this Voyager process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's because, I mean, even as long as I've been working with the cards, occasionally I'll look at one and go, I never noticed that before. <laughs> oh, because, I know. Well, because also, you know, when you work with a deck after a while, you kind of don't see it anymore. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, know what the images look like, mm-hmm. and you stop actually seeing them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no. And then when you're reading for a client who's never seen it, and they go, oh, what's this thing here? And you're like, oh, I don't know. And, you know, you're embarrassed because you've been working with this deck for <laughs> years and years. Like, well, I never noticed that before. And then they're thinking, so what kind of idiot are you? <laughs> no, really. Well, and a truly wonderful way of doing readings to actually is to get the client or the readie as much involved as possible. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I'm kind of a little bit at a loss or a little bit unsure, uh, I just ask the the client, like, well, what image, you know, strikes your eye? Mm -hmm. What might that mean to you? And Mm -hmm. it's a phenomenal process that everybody can do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But most people don't trust what they get. Mm -hmm. And basically they're paying us, the reader, Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to give them the answer, but nobody's as psychic about themselves as yourself, and that's why I love this whole concept of be your own oracle. Right. Yeah. That's empowering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's because people sometimes get confused when I say, "Well, you know," because you know, like you said, what part of the image speaks to you, or did you notice, or leapt out at you, or you know, phrase it a different way. And um, they'll say, oh, this part or that. And it's like, well, you know, what kind of associations do you have with that? And they go, oh, I don't know. It's like, well, you have to have some kind of association with it. it you picked it. It picked you. Um, where is it? Oh, the uh, Two of Cups, the yeah. uh, equilibrium with, with the duck planter. Yes. I had a client who was like, oh, my God, my grandmother had one of those. <laughs> wow. And, okay. And so, you know, and where do we go with this? What you know? It's do you need to call your grandmother? Do you need to look at your family relationships? Do you need to be a grandmother? You know, what's what's yeah. what's what? You know, that would have been kind of an interesting challenge because it was a male. But um, but it's right. like you know what 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 does that you know take that and run with it? And some people are really good at that, and other people are like, well, you're the reader. You tell me what it means. Yeah, right. I know. You know, so, so we are as boy. There are different levels of ability to to think symbolically. One thing I've found about men, particularly with the Voyager Tarot deck, is men are really good with Voyager. Mm-hmm. I mean, men have a, a, a gift in a way of dealing with the Voyager symbology. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know there's some men who look at t- most Tarot decks and go, well, right. Yeah. You know, it's just not for them. But Voyager somehow captivates a little bit of the male mind. And oh, it's not intended specifically for that, mm-hmm. but I've known over the years that it really, really does work for men. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when we're doing readings, um, particularly at the, the fairs and things, I always have two or three or four 
several decks, <laughs> and I let the client pick what deck they're going to use. Uh -huh. And I noticed that a lot of women will choose Alessandra Genetti's Wheel of Change because mm -hmm. it's got a lot of strong, very strong feminine images in it. Mm -hmm. um, and the men will tend to, they'll look at the writer, Wade Smith, mm -hmm. they'll look at Voyager, and they'll look at you know something else, and then they always go back and pick Voyager. Yeah. And yeah. You know, it's like, okay, interesting. Um, and you know, but, and and you know, you, I want to ask him. So, what made you choose that? But you know, that's like I don't want them to get on the defensive. Right. So you know, we'll we'll get into that later after they've relaxed and we've talked about things. And you know, well, tell me what spoke to you about this deck versus the other decks you looked at. And you know, so we'll go. Well, there's just lots of stuff to look at. <laughs> right, 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 right. So that's, oh. And as you know, I mean, Voyagers. So multicultural. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's not just a bunch of white Europeans running around and uh, with swords <laughs> and castles and you know and long that. gowns that just trip you up. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I you know we're we're coming into Halloween here, so that's not. I mean, it's a pretty rich, <laughs> symbolic system. Mm -hmm. Classic tarot. There's no doubt about it. But mm -hmm. I just said, hey, it's we're coming up to the 21st century. Uh, let's take these great universal concepts of the classic tarot, but basically put new clothes on, mm -hmm. you know, new symbols, new pictures, new mm -hmm. imagery mm -hmm. that, that might speak to a whole new set of people that might otherwise not be interested in the tarot. Right. Or might not find a way to approach it because they can't relate to... Here's a king. Here's a queen. Here's a guy right. on a horse. You know, right. they've lived in you know they've lived in the city all their life. They don't. They've never been on a horse. They would know what to do if a horse came up to them. <laughs> it's like, so how am I supposed to relate to the character of a knight who's got this you know horse that's charging? And um, but I must say, in Voyager, I have a card called the Surfer. <laughs> yes, which is great fun. <laughs> kind of like the would be like the Knight of Cups. Mm -hmm. Well, on a horse, let's say. Well, this is a, a the Cups, which is an emotional water wave kind of card and the wave is the horse mm -hmm. essentially but the Europeans will look at the surfer and go what <laughs> <laughs> they go oh right you live in Carmel don't you <laughs> right. California California Toro oh yeah no it's 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 no fortunately being in San Francisco we don't get that much it's you know it's kind of cold but people still surf up here you know they're absolutely crazy mm. um you know it's like 40 foot waves and undertoes and mm. the, you know the water's so cold you have to wear a, a, a lined wetsuit um, but, you know, they still go surfing. Like, great, more power to you. I, mm. I'm going to, like, sit inside and sip cocoa because it's June and it's cold. Because <laughs> that's somewhere in San Francisco. Um, you know, you wear warm coats and drink hot chocolate. Well, know. it is interesting since we're talking about water and the coast and all of that. I, I would, most of my voyager where I travel to to work is coastal, mm -hmm. coastal places. You know, not yeah. much in the middle of the country, I must say. Yeah, well, you know, East Coast, West Coast, and then, you know, Amsterdam, which is all water. Right, I work in Holland a lot. <laughs> and in Hong Kong, which is coastal. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there hmm. you go. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just a water kind of guy. <laughs> and there's nothing in my chart that would suggest water in my heart. <laughs> Maybe that's what you're doing. You're making up for that. You're balancing. Exactly. You're balancing. Yes, balance, balance, balance. Yeah. Maybe the game. Yeah. So speaking of travel, you've got all kinds of stuff coming up in 2009. I mean, not that you're not traveling the next couple of months, but um, just looking at your website and your 2009 calendar, and you're all over the place, um, starting with San Francisco in January. Yeah, well, you know, you and I are putting this thing on here, and I'm so thankful that uh, this was your idea, and we're going to do a, uh, a Voyager Readers Certification Weekend. Yes. And that's what, January 24th and 25th? Yes, 2009 at 
beautiful Fort Mason Center in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I mean, I love this weekend kind of thing because I can really get into the cars. The first day, like the Saturday of January 24th, would be I go through the entire deck Ooh. and and section or suit by suit and bit by bit and part by part, and we pick cars and create this incredible reading, if you will, or a layout, a map of who you are called the whole self mandala. Ooh. Yeah, that pretty much takes up that first day of uh-huh. learning the, the structure of the deck and, and the structure of our own psyche. It's a map of our own consciousness, if you will. That's fabulous. Yeah, and then the second day, January 25th, is uh, a greater variety of readings. Mm-hmm. I mean, readings like the hero's journey or the question and answer reading that I'm kind of pretty famous for, mm-hmm. card a day reading, and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff like that, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's fun. It's yeah. fun, of course. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this because, you know, I've been wanting to do this certification intensive for years. And every time it's scheduled, there is some reason I can't attend. Um, mm-hmm. Last time you did it, it was because I was being best man in a friend's wedding. And it somehow didn't quite seem like the right thing to do to say, sorry, get yourself married. I'm going to go do this certification. Right, right. <laughs> get yourself married. Yeah. <laughs> and just, well, you know, this is the second wedding that I've done for him. His, oh. his, his first wedding I officiated, and you know then that didn't quite work out. Now he's trying again, but you know he he picked somebody sane and stable this time, so I think mm-hmm. we have much better odds. Um, but he's like, well, you be my best man. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Right. Um, but it meant I didn't get to do the certification. And like last year when you did it, I was out of the country, and the year before it was something else. And so I said, well, let's do one in San Francisco, and then I know I can go. <laughs> <laughs> What's brilliant about this, Anastasia, is enough of this. I'm just gonna make sure I'm gonna be there because I'm gonna organize. <laughs> well, that was the other thing. It's like, okay, if you're involved with it, you have to be there. So Right. And I must say that some people say, oh, certification readers, oh, this sounds like for advanced people. And I just assume everybody knows nothing. Mm-hmm. I start from zero mm-hmm. here. And it's not that somebody has to get certified to do readings at all. But I'll tell you, it really, really helps one's practice, either reading the cards for yourself or for others. So it, it's really uh, a weekend for anybody who's just simply curious about tarot and Voyager style. Mm-hmm. Well, and also just you know, a chance to spend two whole days with you. That, that doesn't come along very often. And it's in San Francisco, at at Fort Mason, which is a really cool place. Yes, and it has parking and it's transit accessible. Parking, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the reasons we picked it. It's it's both transit accessible and has parking. Um, Because, you know, one of the other challenges about the certifications that you do in Carmel is it's very hard to get there if you don't have a car. And most people, you know, a lot of people in San Francisco don't actually own cars. Exactly. Like, well, what? maybe now, Anastasia, for those mm-hmm. who can't get to San Francisco, I'm doing a certification in Florida. Oh, when? In February. So. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> there you go. Yay. Yeah, if you can. Yeah, wow. And um, <laughs> so, well, great. It's, it's, you're just going to be all over the place. And then you've got your Taroha Aloha coming up a little bit later in the spring, right? Yeah, I always do a, a one-week-long uh, Hawaii retreat mm-hmm. uh, on the Big Island, mm-hmm. uh, the jungle down near the volcano. It's a pretty primal kind of place. And, uh, you know, it's always been called Aloha Taroha. Okay, I got that <laughs> backwards. Well. <laughs> but actually, I'm changing it this time a little bit. Oh? I mean, the cards will be in there, but it's going to be age- in search of ageless vitality. Ooh, ooh, I like that. 
Yeah, which is kind of the, the newest work I've been doing of what I call conversations and adventures with the green man. Ooh. The mythic green man. Ooh. Yeah, that's cool stuff. Wow. Uh, it, uh, and part of that, though, is, is intuitive thinking mm-hmm. and using symbols and mystery and synchronicity to really inspire us to be motivated to life. Because a lot of times, vitality is about motivation. Mm-hmm. And I find cards very motivating. They are such a turn-on. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, don't, I mean, I've been doing the tarot of what for 30 years now and, and doing Voyager for over 20 years, and it still turns me on. That's great. What do you guys think? I mean, why do you all think that that works like that? What's that about? Um, well, you know, <laughs> in a way you're preaching to the choir here because, you know, we all love your deck, love working with it. Um, you know, it's, it's always with me. So if somebody asks for a reading on the spot, I can just whip it out and there it is. Um, I think part of it is just it touches, okay, for me, I cannot speak for my co-host here, um, it touches a part of me that I don't get to express in any other way. Ah. And that um, actually in some situations in my life, I cannot express because it's not a safe environment for that. Mm -hmm. And so being able to pick up your deck and access that part of me and access that part of myself, my soul, my intuition, whatever you want to call it, um, it's a joy. It's a treat. It's it's better than any hot fudge sundae. (laughs) <laughs> and also, it just gives us that extra outlet to share it with other people. We can share something we love. Mm-hmm. And I think the, with the ter- with the Voyager specific, it gets more people to go, wait a minute, I see this. Am I right? Yes, you are, because it's your reading. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much you can see in the in the cards yeah. mm-hmm. with and all the different layers. Yeah, and it's funny. I just cut the deck and pulled up three of wands, which is compassion. Mm. There you go. Yeah, it is a, it's a marvelous conversational tool. Yeah. And, and sometimes my readings even seem like conversations, mm-hmm. just using the cards as the basis for that. But, but like you say, you could, you don't really have to know much about it and have lunch with somebody, and you can pick cards for with each other and have incredible in-depth conversations about all sorts of stuff, like you suggest that you're never going to talk about properly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it gets people to, you know, it, it lights up some part of their brain. Like, for example, what if you pick the magician card and all of a sudden the conversation is about your magic? And and a lot of people say, like, what do you mean my magic? Mm -hmm. What's that? And it just opens up the portal or the door Mm -hmm. really helping people see parts of themselves they haven't, you know, before. Yeah, well, it's it's because, you know, the magician has, you know, the the mask in the middle and then the fireworks kind of coming out of the top. Mm-hmm. Of, of, you know, kind of like out of the top of the head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people go, oh, that's so inspiring. I could think like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, yes, you think like that all the time. Just let yourself. <laughs> that's great. And the other thing about the tarot I always feel is not only do you get these kinds of ahas, like, oh, wow, look, I picked the compassion card or look at my magic or mm-hmm. something like that. Also, you get what I call, you know, validation, affirmation, confirmation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you get cards that just say, yes. Yes. You're doing the right thing. You're on the right path. You can do it, and you are. Mm -hmm. Wow, that works like crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's, well, you know, it's one of the reasons that, you know, I pull my card a day besides getting a general read on, you know, what, 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 what do I need to know about today? It's just, um, what do I need to be aware of, and what can I be excited about? 
You know, I was just, I got to tell you a little story because it just happened recently so I can remember it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, now it'll be recorded. Right. <laughs> it's, um, I, I was at this, uh, it's called the Two Worlds Wisdom School, okay? It was in Austin, Texas. I just got back from it. Mm -hmm. Had a hundred people there, and, and in the evening afterwards, a lot of us were picking cards, and this one woman picked the Two of Crystals Equanimity in mm -hmm. the Voyager deck, which is a priestess card of clarity, third eye intuition, wisdom, and all of that. Right. And I said, I told Judith her name, I said, why don't you because you seem to have this clarity, which she does, mm -hmm. uh, why don't you pick cards for us, okay? Maybe seven or eight of us in a circle there. Mm -hmm. um, she picked, uh, out of the seven people I think she picked cards for, she picked the universe card for four of us. Wow. Including myself. That, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, she picked a card, the universe for somebody, put the card back in, mm -hmm. reshuffle the deck entirely, mm -hmm. and pick another card, and there it was again. Mm -hmm. Man, that is just, that's amazing to me. Yeah. I mean, how does that work? Well, you know, it, okay, first of all, that defies mathematical odds. Right. Um, but, Big time. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also interesting, you know, in a room full of readers, it, it really, it is not surprising. You know, it's, 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 you know, one of those validation, yeah, <laughs> you know, kind of, I knew that. Um, but, yeah, but it, it does defy the mathematical odds. Yeah, and I actually did a book way, way, way back with Angelus Arian. Ah, yes. You know, who has a wonderful book on the Thoth deck mm -hmm. there. And um, we did this anthology of, of, we were getting articles about how to use the tarot. Okay? Mm -hmm. And two PhDs, professors of physics, contacted us. One was in Australia, one in California. They didn't know each other, didn't know uh anything -huh. about any of the ESA. They both wanted to do the same project about, by picking tarot cards, does it conform to the theory of, of mathematical probability? Oh, wow. Mathematical probability is that if you pick enough cards over time, there'll be a pretty even distribution of the 78 cards. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, you'll pick this card maybe five or six times and this other card seven or eight or five times as well. And it's kind of evenly distributed. Well, these, uh, this is the math is in this book. Well, it's not in print anymore. But these two professors showed clearly, empirically, through math and all the rest, mm -hmm. that it is not a mathematical thing. There is something else operative here. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, but what is that? Well, mm. now if I knew the answer to that question, I could like bottle it and sell it. We'd be interviewing you. <laughs> 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 well, it's, it's the quantum field, Anastasia. <laughs> and maybe so. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, all cards have vibrations. Mm -hmm. And it's some very, very, very subtle level, you know. We're like this one. This one woman picked cards uh, a thousand times. Mm -hmm. picked one card a thousand times. Her life card happens to be the priestess, mm -hmm. the high priestess. Okay, she picked that card, the priestess card, a hundred and twenty times. Wow. Out of a thousand, so like now, there's seventy-eight cards in the deck. <laughs> Mathematically, that should not be. That's insane. Uh huh. Wow. That's crazy. Uh huh. And, and then again, what is it though? What would mm -hmm. we attribute that? Mm hmm. I mean, I, you know, I think we could say it's quantum or it's psi power, it's God or whatever. Mm -hmm. Synchronicity. Those are interesting words, but they're words. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I, I, when people ask me, well, how does it work? I say. 
pick a card. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. How yeah, it works. you know, and, and it's the best answer because it just it stops them short, and then they kind of catch themselves. You can see the, right. the mental shift of, oh, oh. Yeah, we don't know how, but it does. Yeah, I don't know. Just pick a card already. Exactly. You know, pick two, pick three, pick ten. Even, um, skeptics, even skeptics will find that to be true. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. If, you know, I think there's one reason that cards are always true. Again, if we stay away from the prediction aspect of the tarot, right. it's because all 78 cards represent 78 aspects of all human beings all of the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you pick the compassion card, for example. We all have some compassion. Mm -hmm. I pick devil's play. We all have a playfulness. I mean, all these cards are applicable to mm -hmm. us. So mm -hmm. in a way, they can never, ever be wrong. Right. But it's, it's what, how well you can make a connection to the card and what's going on in you. Yes. Because sometimes people say, oh, that doesn't apply to me at all. Uh, and, you know, it's like, yes, it does, and you're in denial, and I can see that you're in denial. You're in denial. <laughs> because suddenly you're not looking at me, you're not looking at the card, you're fidgeting your chair, you're checking your watch. You've checked out of the reading. Yeah, right. No, this delusion card is not not mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, that has nothing to do with me. It's like, nothing uh -huh. to do with anything. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, either. Well, they're in denial or they might be just kind of unaware and ignorant. Mm -hmm. Ignoring who they really are. Yeah. Um, you know, it happens. Yeah. Well, because, you know, if you acknowledge your authentic self, then you might have to make changes, and changes are scary, and change right. can be uncomfortable. And, you know, some people are like, well, the familiar isn't great. It's not where I want to be. It's not what I want to do, but it's familiar, so I'm going to stick with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, okay, yeah. you know, that's just asking for the universe to send you a tower event. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the universe gives you a nice signal. It's time to make some changes, and yeah. you ignore it, so it sends you a little bit stronger signal, and you ignore it, and then it, you know, knocks your house down, and then you have to yeah. make the changes. Well, that, and I think that's exactly what's happening in our world today. Mm -hmm. I mean, the tower has come down. I mean, look at the economy. Look at, oh, my look God. At, just about everything. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and you know, in Old World Tarot, the tower is scary. Mm -hmm. Oh no, oh no, you know, no, 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 no. And yeah, it's uncomfortable, it's not, but it's, it's kind of, it's an it's opportunity. Yeah. It's an incredible opportunity to really break through and break out and really make reforms and revolutions to kind of rebuild the tower, a tower that works. Mm -hmm. You know, not this creaky old tower that's come down. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, nobody likes it. It's an inconvenient truth about our life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a powerful truth, mm -hmm. but it's powerful at the same time. Right. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, so speaking of messages from the universe, um, this actually isn't a real transition, but I'm making it one. Um, Greece. 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 The Oracle. Oh, yeah. Voyager Tarot. Um, we're taking a group of people, and you're all invited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is in March, uh, late March. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, uh, Greece is one of my favorite countries. I think I've been there four times Ooh. over my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I always go to the great uh, Temple of Delphi or Delphi, which is in Greece, which was the ancient oracle. Oh, yeah. Anybody was anybody, they went there. Mm -hmm. And that's where the priestesses would hang out and you'd get your cars read or whatever, <laughs> your moms or your psyche read. And, mm -hmm. and going there is such a phenomenal place. It's so cool. And we really get into doing our tarot right there on the, in the, with the greatest ancient oracle of all time. Uh-huh. That's awesome. And, God, it's, it's... and, of course, we move on. We go to some of the, uh, we go to Crete. 
which is the ancient civilization, the Minoan, and who knows, Atlantis was probably over there too, really. Probably. Yeah, and and the Greeks are so much fun, and the water is spectacular to get into, and the temples are so, you know, these beautiful columns that hang out on a cliff over this blue water, oh. It's to die for. Oh, it it sounds fabulous. I've been and I uh, take little mental breaks and go <laughs> check it out and when I need a break from things. Well, and it, this is a ten day break from your regular mundane life. So oh, yeah. all you folks out there, think about it. And you can find it on the VoyagerToro.com. Um, you know my website. Mm-hmm. There'll be a link about all the details. Yeah, on it, that trip. it looks just amazing. It's like okay, let's see. If I mortgage the cat. <laughs> well, it is a tough sale right now because people have money problems, and there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Just get another credit card. Hey. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, don't think it quite works. Hey. Yeah. Well, it, well, it's it's you know it's the I've already stacked up next year with a lot of travel. It's like, can I? Fit? Well, you know, it's like I do have to show up to my job occasionally. They do expect me to be there. You know, my my clients really want attention. You know, mm-hmm. it's what they're paying me for. I should, like, you know, take yeah. care of them. Uh. <laughs> I have a card in Voyager, which is, in traditional tarot, is called Justice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful card. Um, I've got all, it is a Justice card in Voyager, but I call it Balance. Mm-hmm. And it's to justify things and about fairness and equality and all those issues. We've gotten out of balance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, way out of balance and way into debt Mm -hmm. not only financially but emotionally and in every other way and I I don't think balance is the sexiest word or concept really but it's the truth oh yeah yeah and I think that's what readings are about is I always look at the cards and to see what's out of balance Mm -hmm. like what cards or what suit are not being represented in this reading right ooh now that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, there's all sorts of emotional cards, cups cards that are not there, and all sorts of mental cards, a lot of crystal cards. Like, what's that about? What's that saying? Yeah, somebody's got a lot of crystals and, and um, you know, no, um, no cups. And it's like, well, and then a lot of wands. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're thinking and you're doing, but you're not really being in your life. Yeah, and you're not feeling it and expressing your real feelings. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I hate it when people get all the crystals of the source cards because basically living in their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'll find that when I get busy and get too caught up in, you know, mm-hmm. taking care of my clients and taking care of this and taking care of the business. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, look, I pulled a crystal card or a sword card four days, five days, eight days in a row. Hmm, wonder what that might be about. <laughs> It's called two by four therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or or you're, you're thinking too much and then it's you know paralysis through analysis. Mm-hmm. And or, that's why I love the whorls or the pinnacle cards because they're the do cards. Mm-hmm. Just do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, because occasionally you'll be reading for someone and go, I just don't know what to do. I tell them, just do something. You know, anything good, sometimes. good, bad, right, wrong, indifferent, doesn't matter. Just do something. If you don't want to make a big change, change something small. Go to a different place for lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, start with something really non-threatening, but just make a decision and do it. Because right. until you take an action, you're gonna stay stuck, and you're not happy being stuck. Yep. And, and if you let that, that is, uh, I just love uh, 
that's music to my ears, what you're <laughs> saying here. And, of course, that's why I'm really into the coaching aspect of the tarot, mm-hmm. action tarot, proactive tarot, mm-hmm. which is fortune creation right. tarot, which is like who makes your destiny? Mm-hmm. You do. Right. And how do you do it? By doing. Mm-hmm. You know? And I love readings that give us the roadmap. Readings are maps. Maps. Mythic Action Plans, M-A-P. Oh, that's Myth- good. That acronym for the, the map, the Mythic Action Plan. So you get a card and it says, okay, what does this card suggest that I do? Mm-hmm. And then go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why the card a day is a really wonderful practice in your life. Like if you have anything you're after in your life, whether it's to lose weight or find inner peace or get a new job or another boyfriend or anything, <laughs> pick a card a day. Mm-hmm. And what does it suggest you do around achieving that goal or quest of yours? Right. But what to do about it and mm-hmm. not just sit there and think about it. I mean, I love the tarot for insight, but for me it's insight into action, and that's where results Right. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's what, isn't that your podcast? Insight into action? Uh, intuition into action. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something into action. I've been listening to it all this time and it's like, what is it actually called? <laughs> but yes. I mean, it was something into action, but yes, intuition and well, intuition gives you insight and then insight into action. So. Right. I once, I just did last week a podcast with a guy by the name of Dr. Dave, mm-hmm. who's a psychologist and it's called shrink rap radio. Dot <laughs> com. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. He's a pretty straightforward psychologist, and here we are talking tarot and Voyager and and why in today's world it's just so necessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And primarily because the old rules don't work anymore, the old ways don't work anymore, nobody knows what works anymore. You might as well pick a card which gives you a universal truth, universal wisdom that is Mm time-tested. But the idea is you get that truth, uh, maybe it's balance or this or that, but then do it. Right. And we don't know what's going to happen, but take those one-step actions which lead to the next step. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, action is the name of the game because that's how great things are going to happen. Yes. Well, you know, Alexander did not conquer the known world of his time by sitting home and crocheting. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you know, there are times where it's good to sit home and crochet. You need that balance. You know, you go out, conquer a new country, then you sit home and crochet for a while, and then you go out and conquer another country. Um, Actually, I don't know they that he balance. I, yeah, I don't know that he crocheted, but you know he had to do something. <laughs> he probably he, knitted. Yeah. <laughs> embroidery. I think he was an embroidery okay. kind of guy. Yeah. Well, you know, Alexander the Great is actually in the Voyager deck. Yes, he is. Uh, in the Emperor card of all things. Like a gold figure. He was not hmm. crocheting. I think he wasn't even knitting. <laughs> Do <laughs> busy concrete, but <laughs> well, that are practicing his knots. Yeah, uh, his rope work. <laughs> yeah, I, you know one thing about that card, and like all cards, they do present like a watch out, mm-hmm. like the shadow side of the card. Mm-hmm. Like the emperor card can be somebody who is very, you know, testosteroneish <laughs> you know, and wants to take over and dominate mm-hmm. and control, mm-hmm. and that's something all, all of us would-be emperors need to be very aware of. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so maybe you're trying to control things that don't need to be controlled, mm-hmm. um, and that's why you're making yourself crazy. Because yeah. um, we're out of control. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how do we, I mean, our ego just thinks, just does not like the idea that we're, uh, 
we can't control everything. Yeah, it's like, well, if I just juggle a little faster, I can manage it all. It's like, well, no, actually, you can't. You know, it's, it's you can't control other people, you can't control events, you can't control the weather. Um, you know, that's something I struggle with occasionally. It's like, but darn it, I need it. You know, it's like, I want it to be nice and sunny, or I'd like it to be chilly tonight because I want to have a fire in the fireplace. Mm. And, you know, it's 80 degrees out. It's like, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and at the very least, we can be acting upon our own power, mm -hmm. our own magic, our own wisdom, our own gifts, mm -hmm. as all these inner archetypes that run around within us. So at least we're giving ourselves the best chance, the best opportunity to succeed. Mm -hmm. and that's what the tarot is. It's, 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 success is an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> and the tarot gives us those essentials of what's inside of you. Mm -hmm. Be all of those parts of you. Mm -hmm. And that's all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. But just do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you know, sometimes for people that's just incredibly scary. It's like, but I can't do. I say, okay, take out the word can't and put in I choose not to. Right. Yeah. And then say the same thing again and see what happens. Right. And then you know, there's this awkward silence and then they decide that yeah. the reading's done. <laughs> or they go, well, uh, but no, really, it's not my choice. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I like that whole idea, what you're bringing up, I think, is the positive use of no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like every time we, any, any of us say no to something, ask yourself, what are you saying yes to? Mm -hmm. That's the interesting question right. part about it. Uh, so when you say no to whatever, what are you really saying yes to? Mm -hmm. uh, and you might realize, like, wow, I'm not really... Uh, I'm I'm really in a negative space. I'm not saying yes to anything, <laughs> yeah. except yes to negativity. Uh huh. Yeah. That's so, scary. Yeah. No. It's, it's you know not where you want to be because it's like no. wait why am I why am I not saying yes to the things I want to say yes to? Yes. No. But we have to be able to say no. And but in Voyager, there's this one card called negativity. Mm hmm. <laughs> it, how about that? Uh, it's, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> and it, it can represent being a very negative person and or a very discerning person, mm -hmm. knowing what to say no to. Yeah, which, you know, you have to set healthy boundaries for yourself. Because, uh, you know, yeah. otherwise you'll spend all of your time and energy taking care of the rest of the world and never uh -huh. getting your own stuff done. Right. Um, As Rose glares at me across the table. Yeah, well, I did some <laughs> looking at her, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't have that problem. I'm always 150% firm with my my yeah, boundaries. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know anybody who's perfect about their boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, well, it, it's really interesting because, you know, tarot readers tend to be very compassionate people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you bond with somebody, when you, you know, have a sufficient relationship with somebody to actually deem them a friend, mm -hmm. some of those boundaries do dissolve and you kind of find yourself going, wow, I, you know, mm -hmm. hmm, hmm, what's going on here? Um, yeah. But, you know, that is part of friendship, but just as long as you don't cross your boundaries in, right. in, in an unhealthy way. Yeah. You know, yes, if a friend called me at 2 in the morning and said, I'm sick, can you take me to the hospital? Of course I would. Yeah. Um, now, if they want, you know, called at 2 in the morning and just want to talk, don't think so. <laughs> Well, it depends on what they want to talk about, but... <laughs> well, there, you know, in every tarot deck, uh, including Voyager, there's the moon card. Mm -hmm. And the moon represents that kind of very intuitive, psychic, empathic mm -hmm. part of ourself. But remember, the, one of the goddesses of the moon is Luna. Yes. Or Lunacy. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, because we lose boundaries. 
Mm -hmm. and we get caught up in other people's stuff, mm -hmm. and then we forget or lose who, who we are mm -hmm. and get bound by everybody else's kind of life, whereas another archetype is called the priestess. Mm -hmm. Now, the priestess, uh, in traditional tarot, let's say the high priestess, I'm not a high <laughs> person myself, but, um, you know, but the priestess has the moon that sits on top of her head, mm -hmm. symbolically meaning that the priestess in us has some management over our empathy mm -hmm. and is able to create those boundaries and not get caught up in everybody else's stuff and into codependency. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a very interesting fine line be, being very empathic as a reader or in life and and having that boundary. That's not such an easy issue to deal with. No, no, no it's, 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 you know, it's, I was reading for a woman, and she was describing her relationship with her significant other, which was totally codependent. And she goes, you know, there must be some kind of word for this, but I just don't know what it is. I said, it's codependent. <laughs> and she said, oh, no, it wouldn't be like that at all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Don't know. That's what it is in my dictionary. <laughs> Clearly, right. it's something else in her dictionary. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, it's it's you know, or or you you hit that danger point. You've been reading too long, yeah. your boundaries start getting fuzzy, and all of a sudden you're like, way too empathic with your your client. It's like, oh, I need to take a break now. Well, you know, and it is a great practice for personal development, and even as a spiritual practice, to do readings for other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really learn a lot about yourself and your own values and your own projection. Mm -hmm. Because I know we all, there's nobody purely objective. There is nothing like that no. you know, in the world. We're all subjective. So when we do a reading for somebody else, we have a tendency to introduce or project our own preferences, our own values mm -hmm. into it. But in doing readings, you get to know that. You get to know who you are and, and kind of keep a bit of a balance about that, mm -hmm. about that issue. And because I like change, I'm, I'm always say, hey, go for change, take a step, try it, be a risk taker, because who knows anyway. But sometimes, I'll tell you, if my body gets hot during a reading, mm -hmm. it's my signal that I am on the wrong path here. Oh. And it may be too much of me. And at that point, uh -huh. I say, hold on, wait a minute, let's reevaluate, let's reassess this whole thing. Wow. I mean, it doesn't happen that often, uh -huh. but it does happen. Well, but but it's it's nice to get you know a clear signal like that, as opposed to just kind of the, huh? What am I doing here? I'm distracted. Um, you know, thinking about you my have, own do stuff. Do any of you get other signals like you're really on on target here? On, you know, like oh yeah, I'm really this is this is happening. Anything or a great aha that comes through you? Any physical sensations? I I get kind of um, this physical high, where it's. It's like I don't feel the chair under me. I'm just kind of floating. <laughs> You're flying. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like I'm just floating off the chair or something, and the energy's, you know, buoying me up or something. Um, that's one way I know. Another way is suddenly um, I can feel my hair, which hair? is yeah. It's it's okay. like it's like suddenly it's it's just this extension of me, and I can like. Okay, and now I'm probably sharing too much. No. Um, but it's just, I can feel it, because you know, normally you flip your head around, well, you just, yeah. and you know, you, your hair kind of moves and whatever, but I can actually like feel every little bit of it. Yeah. Um, which, I don't, I don't know, it's, 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 I was talking about this with a friend of mine who's a grad student in psychology, mm -hmm. and he said, well, what's actually happening is um, you're altering your brain patterns, mm -hmm. so the cerebrospinal fluid is moving, um, 
uh, it's, it's, it's you're opening up the channels more, so it's actually moving more cause, wow. and more easily. And that's what creates that feeling of being able to feel your hair. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so I'm actually like opening up my brain channels on well, a physical way. Mm. Well, for me, it's it's a sense of inertia going away. Usually at first, I'm a, I'm a uh, less active, less outgoing kind of person, so I have to really get into something before I really start rolling on it. And when I'm really into a reading or I'm really into a subject, uh, I, I can't shut up. You know, I'll just keep on going. I won't have any, you know, the boundaries drop, and I'm not even aware of the passage of time. Yeah, occasionally I have to, like, point to the clock and... Yeah, yeah. 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 You're in the flow. Exactly. You're, you're swept along with it. You're, you're a part of the stream as opposed to sitting watching it or, you know, just putting your feet in kind of sensation. Yeah, that's, that's a fascinating discussion, actually. Hmm. Uh, I get, when I get a really great aha, mm -hmm. that's pretty much on the mark, I get chills. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And that, I just say, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, but it's, it's more like an aha kind of thing. It uh -huh. doesn't hang out forever. But, mm -hmm. um, I love it when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, I was just going to say, oversharing, if you will, I get, it. I start hearing musicals in my head. <laughs> if it, it just... It, it's, I start hearing music in my head when, wow. I, when I'm on, and it's like, okay. And sometimes I'll spout s sentences from a song, and the person will go, I remember that, you know, and that's how it'll stick with them. And it, just, it sounds funny, but it, it happens. Uh -huh. like, wow. We were doing a reading for someone, or she was doing a reading for herself, and she kept picking colors. And all I could say is, why are you picking yellow when you want to dress in gold and it's a line from a pop song and, <laughs> and she looked at me and she went I don't know but I do wear a lot of yellow and not gold how did you know <laughs> and I'm like I don't know I just know yeah you know because you've got you could be a song reader or the songstress or oh, something yeah. like that that's, that's oh, true it could be interesting it's, well it's, it's it's interesting that you just happen to like be saying the right things to them yeah it, it, it's weird yeah uh, and we, we all have different kinds of intuitiveness that is for sure mm -hmm. well I, I just and it manifests differently just mm -hmm. like the four of us yeah oh yeah Oh, uh, it's quite the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it's awfully interesting, and and it's it's always neat hearing how other people experience the readings they do. Because mm -hmm. I know what my experience is like, but you know I'm I'm not in somebody else's head when they're doing their readings. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like oh, so that's what it's like for you. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, it's, you know, any you know, it's it's you know, anybody else like you know, oh, I don't know something. You know, anybody else's you know toes start to wiggle or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never, I've never had anybody tell me that their toes wiggle when they're happy, and yet, you know, supposedly that's like a sign of happiness, right? I've, I've heard this, yeah. So, Your toes you know, curl and so you know, maybe somebody out there, their toes wiggle when they're doing a good reading. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, now that we've gotten way off in left yeah. field here. Well, well, that's beautiful. Yeah. I was just going to bring back to all the places that James is traveling, and I know that I'm excited because he's going to be at the Reader Studio this year. Ah, yes. And I'm looking forward to that. He's, he's one of the, the three presenters. Yes. Yeah, the Reader Studio, which is in New York City, mm -hmm. or Newark Airport, actually. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's easier to say New York because it sounds nicer, but it's you know a two-minute shuttle ride from the Newark Liberty yeah. Airport. Yeah. And it's late April, mm -hmm. and the, the Tarot School. Mm -hmm. I guess yeah. what, tarotschool.com? Right. Yes. And they actually have a separate website for the Reader Studio, which is readerstudio.com. Mm -hmm. Uh, no. And they want me to present something that I've never presented before anywhere. Oh my oh. goodness! That's and I'm going. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone can do it, James, you can. I, yeah, no, I love that. That's mm -hmm. a wonderful challenge. Oh, yeah. And, you know, well, also, because I, I imagine, you know, people, a lot of times when they book you, it's like, can you talk about this? And it's something about the deck or your practice that you've talked about before. So right. you just, you know, tweak it a little bit for that particular audience. Right. But actually, like, sitting down and coming up with something brand new from scratch, mm -hmm. you know, you may, not, well, you may not actually get that opportunity that often. No, you don't. And I, I'm thinking, although I'm sure it's been done before, but really kind of dwelling with the kind of the, the shadow kind of nature of ourselves, with the so-called negative or the caca cards, uh -huh. if you will, and how to use those usefully and practically, you know, and empoweringly. That would be uh, fabulous. People yeah, just, would love that. Really? Yeah. Well, I think they would. Yeah. It's it's because yeah. um, you know, we went to the reader studio this year and had a great time. Um, and, you know, but people are always, you know, focusing on the, you know, the happy, positive, upright thing. <laughs> and, you know, everybody has their opinion about reversals. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's like, well, okay, even the, hap you know, the happiest card has a shadow side. Yeah. And even the crappiest card, its shadow side is then light. So mm -hmm. what do you do with that? What do you do with it? Well, it, it, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like our garbage, right? Mm -hmm. The stuff that we want to throw away as part of us. We don't want to be seen. You know, it's the, the yuck, mm -hmm. you know. And, but what does that become? It can become incredible if you compost it <laughs> and intentionally recycle it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. You can, uh, we can gain a ton out of it. Mm -hmm. there. So um, I have no problem when these so-called kind of cards come up in reading. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, when readings are so beautiful and positive, I'll say, okay, okay, <laughs> let's get real. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. What could be your obstacle? Mm -hmm. Take one of these so-called negative caca shadow cards. Mm -hmm. Go from there because that's the real deal. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, but most people don't know how to do that or mm -hmm. how to utilize Mm -hmm. these adverse situations and parts of ourselves that, mm -hmm. that we're in denial about, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, I also think it'd be terrifically timely, just given everything that's going on in the world. And, you know, when people are saying, oh, things will get better in 2009, you know, it's not going to be a fast economic recovery. No yeah. one's betting on that. Right. And I think it would be great because, you know, we are getting a lot of people who are, you know, I'm worried about my job, I'm worried about my finances, I'm worried about my significant other's job. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's one of my clients did layoffs this week, uh -huh. which, you know, oh was not a happy thing. Um, 24 people wow. out of 160. Wow. Yeah. And um, one of the, you know, it's, it's never easy. You know, this is, this is the shadow side of HR. You know, yep. I, I, I love, you know, all the getting due to recruiting and hiring and extend job offers and promotions and bonuses and then their layoffs. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it was really hard because one of the women I had to lay off, her husband had been laid off about a month ago. Oh, wow. Mm. And, but her position was being eliminated. It wasn't just her. It's the position's being eliminated. She's not being replaced. Her job is just not going to get done anymore. Right. But knowing right. that she's already got this stress of yep. her spouse being out of work, and now she's going to be out of work. I'm like, oh, 
Um, so so I, I pulled a lot of cards that day because it was just like, I need something to keep going here. I need something to give to these people besides really crappy news about, yeah, exactly. you know. Well, you know, it's interesting when you say 2009, that adds, adds up to 11, mm -hmm. which would be in traditional classic tarot, the justice card. Right. Mm -hmm. And boy, is that a time of rebalancing mm -hmm. our lives and rebalancing the world because it's it's gotten tilted. Oh, yeah. In unhealthy ways. Mm -hmm. so it's the time to rebalance. Mm -hmm. um, boy, it's uh, it's gonna it's happening. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's you know, if people are really stopping to think about, well, what is important to me? You know, yep. do, and you know, and and you know, it's cliche, but you know, do I need the big house? Do I need the car? Do I need the second cabin up in the mountains by the lake? Do I need, you know, do I need an SUV? Do I need, you know? Right. And, and it's like, well, actually, what do you need? And you need a tarot reading. Exactly. <laughs> from one of us. Because we're fabulous. Um, well, it's, it's, it's um, my husband and I recently went to London for, because um, I want to go to the UK tarot conference, and he indulged me in that. And, um, yeah, we're there a week, and we're staying in the usual place we stay, which we love. Um, it's called Miller's Residence. It's this really neat, funky place. And, um, but, you know, you, European hotel rooms are smaller than American mm -hmm. hotel, you know, because it's just, you know, they're older buildings, they're smaller rooms, and it's a pretty compact room, but we were there for a week, and we realized, yeah, we really don't need anything that isn't in this room right now. Mm -hmm. So why the hell do we have a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath house? <laughs> um, it's yeah. a luxury not having all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good old classic death card. Mm -hmm. Cut down, cut down, get rid of this, get rid of this, and get free. Yeah, well, you know, some of the things we've been talking about is like, oh, let's sell the furniture and like buy a studio loft in San Francisco and, mm -hmm. you know, just like have our laptops and our books and call it good. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's like, wow, that sounds really good. <laughs> you know, and if we look again at the tarot and the, the years and all that, let's say next year is the justice, 2009, mm -hmm. 2010, what does that add up to? Three. Mm -hmm. Wow, the empress. Yeah. So. And then the emperor after that. Mm -hmm. So that would be kind of a, a coming back into our power in a sense of who we are as mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. uh, here. But to get to that point, we have to go through all this other stuff. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, but the stuff is okay. It's mm -hmm. the compost. <laughs> it's the compost. Yeah, you, you have to get rid of the extraneous to see what's really there. Exactly. And to be able to see what's actually important. Mm -hmm. um, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we pick cards. Like, what really is important here in my life? Mm -hmm. Pick a card, because my ego will think it's this, and it's always that, and whatever, whatever. But, boy, you pick a card, and it, it keeps us honest in a way. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> Even when you don't want to be. Right. It's like, you know, oh. Well, it, you know, it's, it's like when you pull a card, and you go, oh, that's not about me. It's like, wait, wait, what am I really not facing up to here? Exactly. And it's like, okay, what... And it's like, oh, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to deal with that. Or, or like a card comes up for a client, but you cringe. Uh -huh. The client's okay with it. But inside you're kind of going, ooh, ow, oh, that one was for me, wasn't one. it? But, you know, yeah. that, that, that's a great question, to, uh, Anastasia, to ask the cards for mm -hmm. everybody out there. How am I in denial? Mm -hmm. Where, what do I'm not looking at? What do I need to look at? Mm -hmm. Pick a card. Yeah, and then, you know, but be prepared for the answer. Yes. Um, you know, and, you know, it's like. And be the priestess when you read the card and the priestess is perfectly balanced equanimous and accepting mm -hmm. and able to see both sides of it all and so every time we do the tarot it's assuming that we're taking on that role and position of the priestess 
Right. To see the truth. Mm-hmm. And not project what we want to see, but see the truth. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's one thing if you see it, but then you, uh, what, what I find, because you know, a lot of times I'll pull my card for the day and just kind of run through it in my head. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I have to stop and say it out loud. Ah. Because if I just run it through, run it through my head, it doesn't sink in the same way. But if I say it out loud, then you know there's that like kind of cringe moment of ooh, ah, because um, you know it's like priestess. Oh, that's nice and balanced and this and that, and you know, just kind of run through it in my head. But it's like if I'm saying out loud, it's the priestess. She's balanced. She's intuitive. I'm out of balance. I'm not listening to my intuition. I'm going crazy. I'm you know being completely <laughs> not the priestess here. Um, but, you know, there's something so valuable about talking it out, by mm-hmm. giving it voice. Mm-hmm. You know? And all, the basis of all magic is some pronouncement, mm-hmm. some words. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when we can't keep thinking all these things silently in our heads, oh, it can just go on and on and on. But when you actually have to say it to yourself, literally, or to another, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah. that's... Uh, that keeps us a little bit more straightforward and honest about it, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We could BS ourselves in the head forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's one of the reasons that you know, I tell people, well, you know, if you don't have someone you feel you can talk to and, you know, you don't want to pay a therapist or whatever, keep a journal mm-hmm. where you yep. can be completely honest. Nobody else is going to see it. Spelling and grammar don't count. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will come back and say, you know, I wrote the most amazing things. It's just, I've been thinking about all this stuff, but I never really put it down. And now that I put it down on paper, I realize I hate everything about my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it wasn't quite the intended effect, but, you know, it's, it's so, you know, you made this realization, you made changes, you moved on, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's the same kind of thing, but because if you just think about it, you can just kind of turn it over, ignore it, <laughs> and never really go anywhere. Right. You absolutely go nowhere. And so whenever I pick a card, I'm not asking for the best card. I'm asking for the right card. Mm-hmm. Give me the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the, the easy medicine to take. No. Sometimes it's like, oh, can this be tomorrow's card? I'm just not up for it today. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, look, setback. I don't want to have a setback kind of day. Can, can, I'm, I'm going to pull something else no, here. Put this card away and pick another one and everything will be good. Yeah, and it's like, no, no, no. Well, it's, I, I used to tease um, this woman I worked with. She was a Pisces. I'm an Aquarius. And she would always read her horoscope in the paper every morning when she got to work. And she always read me mine because we're sitting next to each other. And hers was always something like, dress nicely and some stranger's going to invite you to lunch in Paris. Be sure you have your passport in your purse. Right? <laughs> and mine was always shut up and work harder. <laughs> I'm like, so how do I get your horoscope? Because clearly, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm not okay with this. And she's like, well, it's not like that every day. I said, yes, it is. <laughs> I don't want this horoscope. I want to be a Pisces for a while. But, um. Well, you know, we, we can choose here, right? <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, no. But it, but it's just funny because, like, all the time, hers would always be some exotic adventure, and mine would be, you know, you're going to have a last-minute deadline get shortened or something. And I was working for a law firm at the time, so, you know, that really wasn't far-fetched. I didn't need a horoscope to tell me that was probably going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and this brings up the issue of, of how many cars to pick because sometimes... If we don't like the first guy, we'll pick another, and maybe that one, that's not, let me pick another one, and another one. And, you know, you totally dilute the truth. Uh-huh. I'm a real fan of less is more. Mm-hmm. And maybe just one card or two cards or three cards, but mm-hmm. not a bunch, because you can just get so lost in mm-hmm. cards and cards and cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, 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 like, my, uh, my spiritual practice is one card a day. Mm-hmm. 
with an action today based upon it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do that today, I can't pick my car for tomorrow. Oh, that's, yeah. okay, that works. Yeah, so I kind of force my own hand here. Uh, that's kind of self-accountability. Yeah, exactly. I like that. That's good. Solitaro with accountability. Oh, I like that. That's, yeah. that's very good. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It works. Mm-hmm. Boy, you really see how much we fool ourselves, too. Well, oh, yeah. well that, that, that's one of the things that, um, you know, I'm teaching and people say, well, you know, I'm just learning to row. What should I expect? And I said, um, your tolerance for, you know, self-delusion is going to go down greatly. Mm-hmm. And if you're not prepared to deal with that, don't pick up the cards because <laughs> they really force you to look at yourself and the truth for yourself and for the people you read for. Mm-hmm. And that can be very awkward and uncomfortable for you, for the client. Because sometimes the clients are like, yeah, whatever. And it's very uncomfortable for the reader. Oh, yeah. You know, you know I've had sometimes people who do the tarot and, and they're priestess types people and they're going to tell you the truth. Uh, sometimes some of those people have a tendency to be really negative. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the truth is equated with something critical. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and I just not buying it. I mean, it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. Here, mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got this issue, and you have this magic, mm-hmm. and you have this gift, and, and, and what the tarot does for us, actually, is through the mythicness of the cars, the empress, the chariot, and the lover, and the hermit, and all these, the sun, and the moon, and all that, it really pumps us up mm-hmm. more of who we really, really are. Mm-hmm. Does, that doesn't do much unless we, again, act on it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise it's a nice idea. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and yeah, I, I have a friend who makes plans. She plans events. She plans this. She plans that. She makes all these great plans. She calendars things. She gets it all scheduled out, down to you know minutes, and then she puts her plan away and just kind of wanders off and does whatever. <laughs> like, so what was that about? <laughs> you, well, that's you... about just about everybody else doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just baffles me because she'll put all this thought and care and it's an excellent plan and you know if executed you know even if things go awry or things happen unexpectedly she's got contingencies sorted out but then she just kind of like ignores it all and goes off and kind of you know does the fool thing um and it doesn't always work out for her it's like, i'll tell you my cards for this year I, I picked my card for the year you know in january uh-huh. several times this past year not just one and i always got the number nine cards. Nine hmm. are to go the whole nine yards, to hmm. complete, right. to fulfill, to do it all the way, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, brother. And I've got so many, I'm so scattered with so many distractions <laughs> and so many unfinished projects <laughs> that I, you know, every time I think about these cards, like, okay, get back there and get this sucker done. <laughs> you know? yep. and, and, and that's not easy, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And I keep those cards out above my computer here, mm-hmm. I constantly see them because I need to be reminded. Distraction is easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's it's particularly, you know, if you work on a computer, mm-hmm. which, you know, most oh. of us, you know, anybody who works in an office works on a computer, it is so easy to spend your day being distracted instead of being productive. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm at my computer. I must be accomplishing something. No. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just spent three and a half hours reading Wikipedia. <laughs> You've increased your knowledge base, but... <laughs> oh, that's funny and true. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know, and everybody I've ever said that to you, like, uh huh, yep, mm hmm, absolutely. You know, you find yourself reading a website, and you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> this is a website, you know, devoted to Japanese cro- Japanese women who crochet anime figures. What? 
Oh, I just got invited to Facebook to somebody new here. Oh, look at those pictures. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then, you know, half hour later, you're looking at pictures of people you don't know, and nobody you know knows these people, and you're thinking, why am I here? How did I get here, and why am I here? And, oh, look, a half hour of my life is gone. So... Anyway, speaking oh, of time, we have totally monopolized your evening, um, <laughs> and you've been very gracious about it, but we should probably uh, let you go. This has been a blast. I'm so glad. It's, it's always a delight to have you on, and we just enjoy your company, and I'd love to keep you for an eight-hour podcast, but I somehow think that probably would tax, tax us all and certainly tax our listeners' ears. So. Well, thank you. That card, the devil's play, the playfulness of, this, of our conversation certainly came through here. Absolutely. And, and I know Andrew is there and Rose is there. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. Great. Mm -hmm. It's been wonderful to talk to you again. Yeah, and uh, keep those songs happening, Rose. Mm -hmm. I definitely <laughs> will. And <laughs> keep the flow happening. Yeah, exactly. I'm working on it. Absolutely. That's great. Great. Well, thank you so much, James. Thank and for those of you who want to find out more about James, um, his website is voyagertarot.com. And he is the fabulous one and only James Wallace, Ph.D., our special guest tonight. Yay! Thank you, Rose Red. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you to all our listeners at home. If there's anybody you'd like to hear on the podcast, any comments, questions, or suggestions, drop us an email, podcast at taropathways.com, and we'll get back to you. And thanks for listening. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye.